two, one. Coming back in from the studio here with your boy Juicy down at 201 at 2 a.m. Welcome back for another fantastic fucking episode, folks. Um, mixing it back into the studio tonight, running solo. It's been quite a week. Um, trying to get the show with the car taken care of. Fucking hand still hurts. That's a crazy thing. Uh, in 2018, you can have really good insurance and still not afford to go to the doctor. It's a popular misconception. Um, I think I get paid again Monday finally, and I'll finally have enough money to go get an x-ray somewhere. Uh, it's a fucking hassle. That's just a... Uh it's a fucking miasma of its own, dude. If you look up that shit online, there's a couple different clinics around town that offer like a uh, like a $39 or $29 flat fee for the fucking x-ray. No questions asked. You basically just need the doctor's recommendation. But that's iffy as shit, bro. You gotta have that card info and pay it up front. I don't know <laughs> if it's gonna shake out that way or not. Uh, I mean, I got pretty good insurance through my current job. I got a gold EPO so I can really go to basically any hospital. It's just a hundred 50 up front and fucking uh, cost me $450 to get that fucking car home last week. It's a fucking insurance is going to pay me back at some point, but who knows when that's going to be. Fucking it's crazy out there, dude. Everyone's just trying to make a little extra money. I got back from Alex's solo show at Visionary Heights, which is fucking fantastic. If you didn't make it, very disappointed in you. Uh, it was great to see uh, all of your stuff put together in one place. Uh, it's kind of like a cool experience. Um, I got to meet the owner of Visionary Heights and uh, there was like a big um, a big confusion. I guess she recognized me as someone else. But that's uh, we've talked about that before, listeners. You know what I do. I like to do a little bit of that stalking, so I kind of played it up just to see you know, who this person might be. I mean, I get mistaken for a lot of people. I just have one of those faces. So you never know. They've probably got a better reputation than I do. You know, might as well flesh it out and see what it's about. Um, we're going to start this one off kind of the regular way. I think this fills out a little... Aside from just padding out time, I think it's a good way to expose you guys to some music. Um, this particular band, Johnny Nero, Action Hero. I saw him back in uh, 2014 in a different life when I was still a piece of shit uh, with my good buddy Nick downtown at uh, Super Happy Funland, one of the best venues in fucking Houston. If you're uh, from out of town, you might recognize the spillover location for every time they have South by Southwest and the bands need something to do for the two or three days they can't afford to stay in Austin anymore. Anyway, he was uh, one of the first people I got to see that was uh, making music with a fucking Game Boy, dude. That's just insane. Um, he's coming up here. We'll let you guys check it out for a little bit. Take a look.
time I saw him, he was supposedly heading up to Seattle. Um, not sure if he ever made it, bro, but still a big fan of your music. That was fucking legit Alpine Cut, bro. You can play guitar, too, while you're playing the, the Hacks Game Boy. That's fucking way ahead of his time, pretty much. That was a, a Proto-Man show, by the way. If you guys don't know who Proto-Man are, they're a, uh, like a rock opera band that covers Mega Man. Uh, another pretty <laughs> nerdy fucking subject. But I guess if you listen to this show, you got to be on that spectrum somewhere anyway. Um, yeah, it was good. Alex show was fucking killer, though. I had a great time talking to her. She was back on... Um Oh, fuck, I'm not going to remember that radio station. Um, but she was back on there, supposedly. I guess they got, they. I mean, uh, it's not just me, guys, right? Like, she's got that good fucking, like, you want to listen to her talk. It really doesn't matter what it's about. She just has that, that way of grabbing your attention. I was kind of talking to her about it, saying, you know, let's uh, let's put this together. We can make a little offshoot. I mean, I've always kind of wanted to do that from the start. Um, you know, this might, anybody that's listening to this knows it doesn't necessarily align with like, the content that's on the Instagram. It's a little bit tone deaf, honestly. Um, but I think Alex is more untouched with that type of stuff. How do you guys feel about like a, a once a month show with her? Um, but she's fucking, she's not like me. Like her time is valuable. Like they were looking at like a possible premium, maybe like a like a dollar per episode, something like that. Um, let me know what you guys think in the comments if that's something you'd be into. Uh, man, fuck. What a crazy fucking week. Have you ever had one of those jobs where you just feel unappreciated? Not necessarily like they don't use your skill set or you don't get paid enough, but just one of those environments where you know like they'd be really fucked if I wasn't here, but you kind of just have to, to put up and take it. I think I've been putting up with that a lot lately, um, but apparently the, the economy is fucking recovering. Everything I read tells me that um, unemployment's at like a 50-year low and it's a better time than ever to get a job, but oh, fuck. Um, I mean, in my experience, finding a job isn't the problem. It's finding one that wants to pay you the money that you're asking for, but I guess that's why I'm doing like a career change kind of at the moment. Shit, who knows? Uh, I'm, if I my, play my cards right, hopefully we won't have the any kind of economy in the next five or ten years. I'm really just hinging on like the end of the world coming relatively soon, and then I can just kind of kibosh on all the debt and everything. I think a lot of people frown on that too. They kind of have this, um, it's really weird that people have this misplaced desire to build a community after the, the collective community has collapsed. I think you probably have a better shot if you're one of those just uh, unpredictable types, you know, like uh, maybe you maybe you give this person, you know, uh, some of your rations, maybe you just randomly shoot the next person, you know. If you're a fucking wild card like that, how can the environment throw anything at you that you can't fucking out-juke, out-jangle? That's how you get away from a fucking Jaguar, my man, just being unpredictable. The Jaguar is always going to guess. It's going to force its reality onto you. You got to fucking sneak out from under that cat, bro. That's what Don Juan says. I've been watching a lot of fucking and, uh, Naruto again too going through the final episodes what a great fucking series by the way too I like to think of myself as somewhat of a connoisseur of um, eclectic 90s 80s and early 2000s anime uh, Naruto is a fucking classic um, has a lot of uh, hints of shamanism a lot of uh, Shinto gods a lot of uh, like when Naruto changes into fucking sage mode he has to study on, he has to meditate on Toad Mountain we talk about meditation on basically every episode at this point <laughs> <laughs> turning into an anime and meditation podcast uh fucking there's got a lot of uh usage for it though too dude like um one of the akatsuki um has like a, a cult 
uh, tied to like a uh, a goddess similar to Kali, um, and I guess it's uh, I actually looked it up. Um, it has a similar ties. It's based on the Thuggy, which were a, uh, a sect out of India. They were like highwaymen, but they were fucked up highwaymen. <laughs> Basically, they would uh, deceive your band. They would just like uh, you know wait along the roads inside India. Maybe like a boy. Maybe not even like all of them. Someone really inconspicuous would um, you know join the party, help you guys wander for a couple miles, and then at night the rest of the Thuggy would come out and do you know horrible you know sacrificial like blood sacrifice, blood orgy type shit to you. And then dump your body in a well. Basically, <laughs> it's pretty fucking intense, dude. Uh, I don't think everybody, I don't think anybody really wants to go back to that reality. But uh, that's what they that's what they portray in media. And they don't want to get so excited. They watch that fucking Walking Dead shit. They want to be Red Grimes. They want to take over the prison. Everybody has like that uh, that Dawn of the Dead plan in the back of their mind, where they're gonna hijack the boat and find a fucking island. But I mean, like, uh, be realistic. If you're not one of those dudes that already has like a private island or a private boat, you're probably just gonna die in the opening credits, like every other fucking studio. You know, I was reading uh, some more stuff about Amuamua too. <laughs> if you guys haven't heard of it, that's like the um, less than a couple. Um, it's basically like a 33 mile long. No, that was uh, Rendezvous with Rama. Basically, it was like a three-mile-long asteroid that was only a couple hundred feet across, basically shaped like a cigar. Um, had one of the highest contents out of any meteorites on record. Fucking flew into our star system, coming from a destination outside of space. Technically, the first um, interstellar space object. Um, went past the sun, used it as a gravitational um, slingshot, kind of like we do with our satellites. Changed speed and trajectory as it was leaving the fucking um, the solar system. It's already gone, by the way, too, like, it's completely left. I think, um, how long did it take Voyager 1 and 2 to leave the solar system? Voyager 2 launched in, I think it was 88? Oh, man. Let's take a look. Let's ask old Google. Voyager 2. Yeah. 1977. And didn't it just now leave the solar system? Oh my god. There's fucking, uh, there's fundamental misunderstandings about space in general, too. If you know anything about the Voyager mission, Voyager 1 and 2 were launched in uh, completely separate directions. Um, before even the end of the 1980s, they already clocked it going like uh, different speeds, different trajectories, and they haven't been able to isolate the cause. I mean, there's a lot of basically like scientifically safe theories that wanted to you that you know it's instrumentation failure there's minor like uh, human manufacturing errors that cause this difference but I think you let me know what the real cause is listener Speaking of listening, I was just talking to Alex about this. <laughs> Appearing on a radio show, if you've got any kind of talent, the next thing out of your question, the next thing out of their mouth is going to be, you know, uh, what kind of what kind of podcast you have set up. You don't want to be looking like a dummy, not having your own podcast in 2018. Well, uh, get your way to take care of it through your buddy 201 at 2 a.m. Just hop on over to uh, 201 at 2 a.m. castos. That's C-A-S-T-O-S, castos. That's the uh, those are the boys that actually host my podcast. They reach out to me and set up like a, uh, a special DNS. I guess you get some kind of discount if you click the link. But um, I dedicated a spot on the website to it. If you're interested at all, if you're even curious, I mean, you could set it up within an afternoon, honestly, especially with Castos. You get yourself a, uh, a, a cheap DNS, a name cheap DNS and get some routing, routing through SiteGround. Um, both of them have demos. I think you might have to out of pocket $40 total to buy your DNS. Um, link it to Castos. Get you a WordPress 
just light link and you're up and going, my man, it's just that fucking easy. If you know someone like me can do it, I definitely believe you can do it too. So check it out if that's something you might be interested in. Again, that's 281 at 2am.com backslash castos. Welcome back from that brief uh, commercial break. Oh man, we're crawling into uh, the dreaded no not November. Um, I f- did not know this is a thing, but I'm definitely on board. Um, there's a, there's a, I think I've talked to Alex and some other people about this, but there's definitely like a couple life hacks you can take that'll free up like extra energy in your body that you can use to guide kind of towards um, that functional like law of attraction type of reality you want to create where it's fucking completely personalized, but based on what you're thinking. One of those batteries is definitely like sexual release uh, and this is all ties back into uh, Don Juan he has a big theory about people that are the result of boring sex basically if you weren't wanted or desired or maybe um, uh, it's hard to put a, a cast on this but basically if you, if you if your sex wasn't necessarily interesting or great you are not really like a high energy person as a result of it um, any kind of like sexual congress or even like masturbation can like completely take it out of you and this kind of ties back to like um the focal point of man, like uh, back in the day, man's focal point was a lot more tied around um, just not uh, what they would call silent knowledge. Knowledge just comes from a place of knowing, not necessarily something you can like study or verify, but just like a baseline truth that somebody in um, heightened awareness can accept and you know um, read on face value without having to digging too deep into it. Um, and I think part of the, the no nut November ties into that too, because even um, two to three generations removed from you like your great-grandparents you've had like 20 to 30 more times sex than your great-grandparents did they could only fuck one person and that was mainly because you know they had to marry them to have sex so um you know the fact that we just willingly give away so much of that energy kind of like it definitely creates like a, a deficit within you and um it's something that you don't notice unless you participate in something like no no november to feel like the physical changes in your body from like storing energy instead of just you know randomly releasing it daily like some kind of like fucked up ritual that you don't need oh man there's been a lot of stress this week too though guys i got my fucking um property taxes back to kind of see what we have to pay for january oh my god do not buy a fucking house if you're not prepared to get it with that fucking property tax that shit digs you hard it's not based on whenever you bought the house it's based on the current value which i guess is a is a good thing but then when you consider like all the shit that's wrong with a house and what you'd have to take care of to sell it i don't think i can even technically sell it until i've owned it for a couple of years but <laughs> fucking uh it's a nightmare learning how to replace your own toilet that was great um having to take out a credit card to pay for a replacement water heater because it's upstairs in the fucking attic that's fucking that's always entertaining but I think that's a, that's a big part of being a dude. I've tried to stress this to other guys that uh, I've started growing like a lot more chest hair and face hair since I started lifting like 300 pound fucking objects up the stairs and installing them and getting all sweaty and grunty. Um, I definitely think it's like, a, it's definitely like a pattern in the male brain when you do something physical. I've been trying to uh, stress this to people that I know at work that um, just to feel like a little bit more masculine to, to go outside and like learn a new skill or maybe just do something manual that requires like spatial awareness that's the fucking that's the, the the point of the male brain dude just like putting it to its bases learning it's uh doing pattern recognition or learning a new skill that, that requires like that spatial wellness will give you like a a boost of masculine energy that'll help you grow that fucking facial hair and what a what a great time too doing uh during november and that's uh, just a coincidence too that um you know not jacking off with 
build up enough testosterone, push even more hair through on that um that big greasy chin beard you got growing in. <laughs> Uh, uh, people say it's so fucked up that um, that girls can't wear makeup, but I mean, there's. Uh, I'm on my way. I think I might get my first beard this year. I don't think I can know what it's like to be uh, a guy with makeup and hide my gross ass jawline for once. I kind of fell in one of those funks for a little bit this week. I was watching um, Risk Takers again. Uh, you're not familiar. It's um, it's called Risk Cutters: A Love Story. It's got Tom Waits in it, and it has um, a character that basically is Eugene Hutz, except it's not him. It's just based on him. Uh, there's even like four or five Go-Go Wardello songs in it. Man, you ever have like one of those fucking films that's just tied to somebody and you just like watch it so you can feel sad and feel, you know, wonder if they're thinking about you when they watch that shit too? It's so fucking crazy, man. Movies are like um, such an interesting fucking uh, art form that we have for our modern time. It's not as, uh, I don't think it'll transcend time quite like a monument. It definitely won't have like a cultural significance like a painting or anything else will. But it's just, uh, it's another one of those fancy things that can transcend time and space. You can kind of watch it and feel like uh, a way that you felt when you watched it with somebody or the, maybe the particular time that you saw it to begin with. Uh, what a crazy fucking world. You always catch new things when you're watching back through old movies and old songs too. Kind of like, <laughs> I was used to be a big fan of Interpol. I did not know, there's no I in Threesome was a song about him getting cucked. <laughs> I guess it's kind of in the name, but uh, when you're a dumb teenager, you don't really focus on lyrics. That was always just kind of a me thing too, though. I kind of caught shit for that. Everybody I know that's like... Um, big on music or you know girlfriends that I've had they've always been big on lyrics I can listen to a song for fucking years before I hear what the actual lyrics are it's more about the, the beat and the composure than it is like the uh, the poetry I guess if, uh, if we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty I'd rather have someone read it straight up without the distraction of the the music and the beat if I'm gonna focus on the lyrics you know maybe I'm just a fucking purist like that it's crazy uh, the things we focus on though I wonder why we can't uh, get back to building like the pyramids if you ever get into focusing on the the actual um, construction of the pyramids there's uh, apparently like two or three actual layers if you see um, there's certain pictures where you can kind of get a better example of what I'm talking about but underneath the first layer I mean the pyramids everyone are familiar with are kind of like the falling apart shape but initially when they were just uh, you know more than uh, 5,000 years ago they would have had these like quartz colored casing stones on them giving them like a flat surface and then underneath is when you start to run into like the, the sandstone and the granite but then underneath that you have uh, megalithic blocks that are more than like 100 tons in weight and, and uh, beneath that there's even more like uh, precision cut like even larger blocks kind of like you would see in um, uh, Peru or Argentina like uh, the complete fucking opposite side of the world <laughs> there's no um, solid explanation to for why there's three levels I mean the basic um, thing that you would you know come to you concluding looking at that as it has been restored three times previously but that gives you like a big distinction too like uh, if humanity has been around more than 10,000 years uh, they definitely seem to be doing something different this time they don't seem too worried about preserving relics or pursuing ancient knowledge it doesn't seem uh, it doesn't seem to be in their favor anymore and they don't seem interested in um, maintaining the wonders of the world as so 
suppose they are leaving this fucking planet, which is you know disconcerting for for someone like me that still cherishes the planet and everything that's on it. I want to say we're getting back to uh, practical times, but that's just lying to myself. I think it'll be a while before we get back to practical times. But I mean, that's such a that's such a great excuse to be fantastic, isn't it? Just fucking be a self-parody of yourself. Why not live it up, dude? Fuck it up. I think it's uh everybody's just waiting for that fall anyway. Everybody's phoning it in. Nobody's worried about being impeccable, except for you. You listen to this podcast. You have some some inclining of what that could be like. Not saying that I'm impeccable, but I think anybody that's uh, a shaman or interested in the laws of attraction or maybe considers himself a sorcerer knows that they're looking for these moments throughout life to be impeccable. That gives you that uh, that fucking that extra that extra mana, that extra essence, that fucking that extra willpower intent to manifest your shit. I've been trying to get better at reading omens. I've been given a lot, a lot of those this week, everything that's been going on with my hand. Um, had some strange coincidences. Some people reach out to me on Facebook that I'm not even sure how you would find that account, but it definitely feels like somebody that I'm supposed to know. Uh, it seems like the, the tide might be changing finally, but it's hard to tell if it's going to be good or bad. I guess someone that specializes in changes doesn't really consider if um, change is going to be good or bad. Then doesn't really have a consideration for the people that are there the change is happening to really uh it's all it's all based on how you react to it that's not even my wisdom though however you react to things is how life is going to treat you life doesn't want to teach people through pain but god knows it's all i fucking listen to it's fucking liberating when you hit that point when you know that it's not going to matter in the end when you know you've already thrown away like the aspirations and what you're aiming for in this life and you just have that freedom to to spin away and become whatever the hell you want i feel like it's almost at that point um i don't i mean surely it's not going to be that type of freedom which is getting another job somewhere i don't know how you can make money off a podcast either maybe um maybe that show me and alex put together will be something worth listening to we'll see though dude we'll see uh you gotta be uh optimistic though uh fucking law of attraction if you only think about negative shit only negative shit happens i think i'm a big proponent of that fucking sad ass boy oh man been listening to too much post malone miss my boy x too how shitty is that too that uh everybody you see that uh five or six years ago would be looking down on you for making fun of dead people is out there the day like extension dies calling him a fucking uh like wife beater and a piece of shit and a misogynist man last thing that kid fucking did before he died was give away fucking <laughs> free shit to those in need he's been uh, he did so many like fucking charity work you can call somebody selfish that has a fucking song on their like last record dedicated to the kids from fucking parkland there's no reason to, to shit on on the fucking dead especially somebody like that fucking there's just so much uh, there's so much fucking hate in the world dude I've always been taught that nobody has their mistakes and I fucking feel that deeply so when you see somebody judged on a on a court case that's removed and, and you know knee deep and he said she said I don't want to be a victim blamer here but homegirl is known to uh, I think she lied about him hitting her maybe lied about the baby who even fucking knows dude but just when you consider that 
that, that people get judged like that. It's like, well, maybe the world does need a fucking villain. If I'm just going to be judged and everybody has their mistakes, you know, sometimes you got to make a mistake that's worth owning if that's the fucking stake that we're on. But that's the fucking, that's the ground everybody wants. Everybody wants to, to talk, everybody wants to talk shit and not get hit. But that ain't how the real world works. They want this, they want everything to fall apart like a fucking Post Malone single. <laughs> the only thing you can do is be ready to weather that storm, baby. Not everybody runs from it. Some of us fucking stand down the lightning, yo. Oh my god, too. Have you guys uh, been up on this Tokyo Future Funk? I'm talking about my boy Junko Ohashi and uh, Takako Mamamia. <laughs> Takako Mamiya and uh, Tomoko Oren. Man, fucking, that's the YouTube jam, dude. In the 80s, they were fucking big on pop in Japan. We fucking missed out hardcore. 1984, 1978, 1983. They were cutting fucking singles, dude. Nobody even caught on here until 30 years later. Fucking 40 years later. Oh, man. I, I guess that's just the, the cultural phenomenon, though, too. The, if you guys aren't familiar, um, a large part of, like, Africa and uh, Mali are just now getting, um, like, Iron Maiden and Metallica and, like, the metal from the 80s in fucking America. <laughs> I guess that's just, like, the cultural parabola. It took that long to get on the side of the Pacific. Fucking uh, plastic love, telephone number, um, I'm in love, and Yumi no Tezuki. That's the fucking man. Who thought? Who would have thought? That's not even K-pop though. That's a, that's legit like like Japanese pop music when it was popular. I'm not trying to recreate nothing. <laughs> I've been waiting to get paid for like a week and a half now. Ever been like uh, so broke that your fucking bank just like keeps sending you like letters telling you what a fucking broke piece of shit you are? I'm not even getting overdraft fees anymore. They're just sending me these really chastising ones. <sighs> Explaining how to plan my money better. Like, fuck, if I wanted to plan on my money better, I would just make more of it like I did in the past. Oh, man. I've been wanting to watch The Exorcist for like six goddamn days, but I don't own it and it costs like $4 to rent it online anywhere. This is like the fucking, um, this is the post postmodernist Generation Z hell of trying to own fucking movies. You have to have $4 anytime you want to watch something fucking relatively good. It's just a good thing we got daylight savings time that gives me an extra hour to fuck around and pretend that I'm going to edit this before I upload it. How bullshit is daylight savings time, by the way? It's been fucking getting dark at 7 it's been getting dark at 7 or 5 o'clock for like 4 fucking weeks <laughs> it seems like something's just off with the earth either that or maybe uh, maybe it was just too stupid I didn't notice it when I was a kid but it seems really jarring to have uh, to bother with daylight savings time if it's already been getting dark like that for like a fucking month it's like surely we're not getting the full benefit or like did we just stop counting days right there's so many fucking theories about that though I try to explain that to people constantly <laughs> they just added 300 years of history at the end of uh, the Middle Ages because three popes needed it to work out that way for certain coronation days to line up. Like, uh, nobody has any idea like what the actual year is in relation to the Mayan calendar. 2012 could be like another uh, 300 years away before it happens. It definitely seems like we're on the fucking uh, upswing, though. I think, um... I think a lot of people are realizing that uh, the community has to take priority over uh, tribalism. Tribalism has failed in like a majority of the the un um, I don't want to say uncivilized, but I don't want to say on the untamed world in relation to stable society. A lot of people value um, large scale community, and they value uh, contributing to something, not not arguing between small familial groups. 
And that's coming from someone whose idea of fun literally is to, to argue. And my idea of winning is to basically beat the shit out of the other person mentally until they're too exhausted to put up a defense anymore. That's probably my real problem anyway. I'm always trying to blame my unattractiveness on like uh, the fact that there's like a ghost from a previous life hanging over me trying to haunt my, my dick, getting all spooky with it without acknowledging my own shortcomings. But that's just human nature. I'm not afraid to be alone anymore. Once you cross that threshold, there's nothing to lose. That's the fucking freedom. It'd definitely be great to find a, a new way to make some money though. I keep watching all these YouTubers, but this doesn't seem like a viable platform anymore, especially without the fucking ads. Oh man. Why isn't somebody invented a fucking alternative to YouTube yet too, by the way? <laughs> it's the worst site on the goddamn internet and also the best site. The the advertisers stifle you, the fucking uh the algorithm blocks your content. You have to appease like legacy advertisers, even though they're not really part of the platform. Fucking YouTube! Oh my God, uh, Mr. MBB, they just started like putting fucking Wikipedia articles into his videos for contrails. <laughs> This is the most condescending shit I've ever seen. If anybody wanted to read fucking made-up Wikipedia, they'd be on Wikipedia, not YouTube. But we're in some fucking uh, marvelous times. Uh, we're in a post-truth world. That's why it's so uh, so uh, tangible to be like a sorcerer or a shaman these days. Reality's gotten so personalized and individualized that I think you have an easier time, especially with the fucking internet. You can connect with so many different people and so many different plants without really leaving the comfort of your house. It's fantastic. I guess that's the point of this too, that, uh, that maybe some shaman, someone on my list somewhere where he'll list, will listen to this bullshit and understand that, uh, that there, is, there is a possibility, there is an opening, there is a chance for like, uh, like spiritual and um, mental healing within the first world. Uh, a lot of those aspects that you would find in like Siberia or Peru or Colombia that you can't necessarily find here. I don't think we have to export those cultures. I think we can send emissaries from the first world and the western world into the east and into Russia to find out about these things and bring back that knowledge. Not necessarily steal it or proclaim it. I think that the indigenous people that have held this information for thousands of years understand the need for it and the, the, the sickness that society is going through and the type of healing that it needs a lot more proactively than like western first world doctors that only have like specialized language and tools to separate you from that knowledge and fucking embarrassing politicians that can't differentiate the, the difference between empathy and sympathy. By the way, that's the fucking, <laughs> that's the rub right there too. Learning how to deal with people, there's two types. There's empathy and then there's sympathy. People that want empathy want your fucking advice. They want your feedback. They want you to look at it from your perspective because they've tried everything from their perspective and they want to know what you would do in their situation. The opposite of that is someone that wants sympathy. People that want sympathy do not want your advice. They want to they shit on you emotionally, all the baggage that they're carrying around in hopes that you can make them feel a little bit better. Not necessarily with information, but just by being like a giant weeping shoulder to cry on being like that emotional rock for somebody there's a fine balance and you really have to read the room and you can't really push you know one person in one way and one the other they're going to react negatively or positively based on the type of things they've been telling you but uh, thanks for joining us again listener um thanks for sticking around for that commercial let me try out some new stuff we're going to close this one out the way we started with some more johnny nero action hero and this is his fucking i think this was his debut album but this song is called nightlife it's a fucking dream in a machine take take us out Johnny.